Hey Tucson, uh, allow me to talk to you about Anchor, and I just got to tell you five things about this incredible app, Anchor. It is the easiest way to make a podcast. That's not even one of the points. Number one, it's free. Number two, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Number three, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. Four, you can make make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Make money with your first episode. Number five, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, now we're on Anchor. Okay. Ready to go? Ready yeah. to roll? Ready right. to rock and roll. Cool. Hello, everyone. I'm Jermaine, the founder of Imperion Partners, a small business support organization that believes anyone can monetize their passion. And vital to business success is networking with business experts. But networking is generally inconsistent and time-consuming. Experts, or rather business owners, had a uh, service that introduced them to personalized business connections based on their business needs and their preferred days, times, and locations to meet. The networking would be effortless. So Imperion Partners provides that service. It's called Introduction Networking, where the business community comes to you. If you're interested, send us a message. If you're watching this, you probably know you can reach me through like 30 different ways. So. <laughs> and I am Kelsey Farley from KelseyFarley.com, and I work with local businesses to help bring more eyes to you from so on social media. I'm also a mom with two elementary-aged uh, kiddos, and so we love finding new places around town to take them that we haven't been before. And so, if you are a business looking to branch out and get more visibility online, I would love to work with you. You can visit kelseyfarley.com to learn more. And today, we are uh, I have to come up with that wording. We are joined, joined there we go, joined by, by a, the beautiful the special guest. Tina special guest. Marie Wilkin. <laughs> She's the co-owner of Nosh Tucson, which is a catering and bakery company, and we are going to learn all about that, and I'm very excited to hear more. Um, but first, let's uh, do, let's talk about where we are, what we're drinking. So we are at Big Heart Coffee, and it is off of East 22nd, 22nd and yes. Mountain uh, View. Mountain View, yes. One block away from Swan. One and block east of Swan yes. is how people talk. I don't talk east-west. I say turn at the Target. And that's where you're going to go. That's that's what right. I do. I do all, right. all those directions because <laughs> yeah. you never know how people actually take directions. That's true. Yeah, true, so true. I'm like, yeah, you're going to go east, which is like you turn left here. Yeah. And, yes. So. And then, um, so if you're looking for a really good cup of coffee um, in the Tucson area, Big Heart Coffee is a great place to come. Yeah, just make a left at the um, Walmart. Um, yeah. You can have 17th century wood fire roasted coffee from you're a local brewer. Coffee, just straight coffee. You're drinking coffee. Yes, wow. I'm coffee wow. Right now. Should have um, been tea, but it's coffee today. <laughs> and then I have a lavender oat milk latte, and it's delicious. And what I'm also thinking? doing the 17th century fire, wood fire. Nice. I'm very intrigued, so I'm excited. Oh, there so we cheers. go. Cheers, friends. Cheers. Happy Monday. The best way to start off on Monday, I mm-hmm. say. Thank God it's Monday. So Andres was mm-hmm. our past um, podcast host, and his thing was thank god it's mondays like people always hate mondays they're yeah. always complaining about mondays yeah. mondays are drudge. like no thank god it's monday we're gonna be a motive which is why it's on mondays we're gonna motivate it. people on monday it's three years ago and now we're still here still on mondays his time slot that he chose we're just like yes. sliding in it right. yes he actually chose big heart coffee too actually this is his podcast he's just not here oh. <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't do anything for the podcast but it's really his podcast okay there we go well, perfect. So let's um, learn a little bit about you, Miss Tina. We're going to start um, kind of where um, the idea for Nosh came from, how you kind of started in the entrepreneur um, world with that, um, and take it, take it and run. So Nosh Tucson was born out of my husband and I's love of food. We're like giant foodies, pretty much self-taught. I don't like to call myself chef because I feel like that's a highly honorable title and I haven't earned that yet but maybe one day (laughs) but uh this we started about 2018 we used to like to host parties at our house like Game of Thrones premiere parties and we would cook themed food from Game of Thrones or throw this huge party on like July 4th and we would do little catering gigs for our friends they're like hey can you cook for our party or do stuff like that and this is before we even went official and then 2018 I was like hey do you want to do this because it was always been my dream to own my own restaurant and we're like, yeah, let's do this on the side and grow it and see if we can grow it and maybe get a restaurant down the road. 
Well, then COVID happened <laughs> and events weren't being done. We didn't know when the events were going to come back. Any gigs that we had were canceled. And so we kind of sat down and asked ourselves, is this something we want to continue um, or pick up in a couple years and see where COVID happens and where events happen? And we just decided, I was like, let's go for it. And I'm a baker, which we added to the business model concept just to kind of bring in money to cover our current expenses. And it wasn't the idea of like blowing up. Yeah. It was just like, we need to survive right now and we can't pour our own money into this business right now. So let's see what I can sell on the side to just get some money in the bank account. Yeah. Well, that kind of saved and not only saved our business, but grew our business. Oh. Um, between that and the exposure with Black Friday and doing- What's Black Friday? Oh, Black mm -hmm. Friday is, um, I wish I could name everybody on there, but I love, it's a beautiful website that helps support black businesses. So it's a giant directory of all the black owned businesses in Tucson and in Phoenix. And That's I amazing. believe the last time I checked, they're trying to expand up into Flagstaff as well. Wow. Uh, so that gave us such great exposure. We got a lot of referrals from that, um, mainly to do like little catering gigs for the bakery part. So people mm -hmm. were just ordering desserts. Mm. And then we got exposure during Sonoran Restaurant Week, um, oh, where yeah. we featured our Cajun menu. And we started to think like maybe this is possible. So um, previously I was a business coach and I was doing that full time, but this started to blow up that I started to put that business on pause and really step fully into growing Nosh Tucson. So I've been doing that full time since October. And since then, thank you. So since then, awesome. um, we have pretty much, I want to say last year, we tripled our revenue, annual revenue from the previous year, 2019. Wow. Quarter four was our first quarter that we showed profitability. Yeah, Man, and major. Thank, yeah, major. It's so major, especially in that food business. Mm. Um, right now, we're kind of fluctuating in between some months are profitable, some months are not. And we are working towards getting into the retail spot in the next year or two. And so that is the next step for us. And so I've just seen so much tremendous growth. And I have to thank my network and Tucson community for supporting us. Otherwise, we we could probably see this dream die. So yeah, networking. I'm not gonna say the phrase that I say all the time. It's like what I really believe because people say, complain say about it. Because I, I feel know. like Should you I want say you want to say it. You're gonna think about it the whole networking, time. Networking, I'm probably gonna think about it the whole you time. Are. Networking solves hundred percent of an entrepreneur's problems. You literally go out and meet new people, they have new ideas, new opportunities, new thoughts, new people they can meet you with, new things you can do, and it's all new and it's all like wrapped up mm -hmm. in other human beings. Your Even network. connections that you probably wouldn't have been introduced to. Yes. They're like, we know someone that can help you. Yes. Absolutely. You know? yes. And that has been super helpful for our growth. And I like to Ken having owning a business is like I've never had kids. But maybe you can add to this. It's like having a new baby or like having a new kid, the hot toddler. It's going to take up all your time. You're not going to get a lot of sleep in the beginning. No. And sometimes you're going to get frustrated and sometimes you, you just your love it. Out. Yeah, it's going to mm -hmm. make you pull your hair out. But at the end of the day, it's a beautiful thing. And it does take a village to raise kids. And it takes mm -hmm. a community to grow a business. I it really does. I love that. So talk about your menu. What kind of foods do you offer? What is your favorite thing to prepare uh, what's your most popular um, item? So for the bakery, my most favorite thing to make is cheesecakes. Oh, yeah. That's my <laughs> it is. Um, so that's like our second most popular. I have all our flavors in like a nine inch cake, which is the large one, six inch cake, and then four inches mm -hmm. for the people who love cheesecake but don't really want to get a big nine inch one. Mm -hmm. So um, those are really popular, but those are really more sold when people are doing like special occasions okay. or they're going to do a big dinner. My biggest seller is my cookies. Ooh. Yeah, um, I am so proud of my cookies. But so for a big thing to tell the audience is for me, I don't have a sweet tooth, which is really strange mm, for a baker. Yes, uh, baking has always been therapy for me. So I've never like tried to commercialize it. It's just like my way of meditating and just getting mm -hmm. in there. But what I've liked to do with my, my recipes is scale back the amount of sugar it's in it. And it, not just to like cut back on sugar, right. but I really mm -hmm. want the flavor profile to come through. I don't want you to just eat into my food and just like it's pure sugar. I want you to taste the chocolate chips and the vanilla and the brown sugar and the chocolate chip mm. cookies. I want you to taste the ginger and the molasses and the seasonings and my ginger molasses cookies versus just pure sugar. And that goes for everything that I bake. 
Um, I make my own vanilla, pure vanilla extracts. And right now I'm in the process of making my own extracts, like lemon extracts, orange, for all my other baking stuff. There is something to be said that when you make your own, you just get more flavor when you get your own, make your own extracts. So I'm really excited about that process moving forward. That's amazing. Yeah. So personal cool. question. Yeah. Um, do you make birthday cakes for children's birthdays that are coming up next month? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I actually hired a baker and he's an amazing decorator. Awesome. And uh, yeah, we do. Okay. We've done it for, we just did a vegan cake oh, actually. We doing that. But that's awesome. I know. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. But it takes... Everyone is like, I can't tell the difference with mm. this vegan cake. So I love that, like getting um, a baked good that you're so used to it tasting one way and expecting in your mind that it's going to taste like different. But then you try it and it, mm-hmm. you can't even tell. Yeah. That's and the so funny fun. part with that one was it was supposed to be a surprise birthday for um, our customer's husband. And so we shaped it like a cigar box and put actual cigars. But everything was edible ex- with the exception of the label. Um, and they, the person they made it vegan for didn't end up showing up, but oh. everybody else loved it. It's something happened. They couldn't make it. And it was just, uh, but everyone's like, wow, we did we wouldn't have known this was That's vegan amazing. if you didn't say anything. That is okay. awesome. Well, I'm definitely going to call you yeah. <laughs> and get some ordered. <laughs> you mentioned baking as a way to meditate and it's something that you love. That's you. <laughs> um, it's something that you love to do. And you said you use it to meditate. What's that process like when you're meditating? Like, is it like, uh, I'm thinking about trying to solve a problem or are you just like letting your mind go? It's me just being <clears throat> present in what I'm doing. So for the longest time before I even did Nosh and all this stuff, when I would get really, really stressed, for some reason with baking, it was just, I know exactly what to do. I have this recipe. I just need to follow it. And you get to create something beautiful out of it. And then I like have all these cookies or whatever. And I'll just take them to work and give them to my coworkers. But it was just a way to like, not necessarily shut down my brain, but remove my brain from everything that was stressing me out or like you know, they call it monkey mind. Your brain's going a million miles in different directions. Mm -hmm. And it was a way to just zone in on baking and just focusing on scooping the flour, mixing the ingredients, and making sure that process worked for that. And it was a weird way of feeling like I was in control Mm -hmm. when you don't really feel like you're controlling some other things in life. So Mm -hmm. I feel that. Yeah, actually, right. So I now barista here, Mm -hmm. right? And it's the easiest job on the planet. It's probably the easiest thing I've ever done in my life. Because I don't have to think. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't have to think. You tell me what you want. You want this? All right. How do I make it? There are the recipes. All right. That's exactly how much it costs. No thought. Running a business, I have to make all of those decisions all the time, every day. Yeah. I don't know. Here's the price of it, but I have no idea if it should be that price or not. I don't know. And I'm, I'm not sure. Um, how are we going to market? How are we going to talk? Who are we going to talk to? Oh, crap. I'm going to say something wrong about COVID or the pandemic or that's politics. All right. I don't have to do that here. I don't have to do that at all. I don't have to think. I can go on my phone. I can be like, okay, there's nobody here. I can just chill and do my own thing, you know? But then when I'm in my own business world, there is so much yeah. all the time. And and I'm, I, I like to categorize myself as hyper-organized. And even so, there's just a lot. And so I was just talking to Kelsey today where just recently I've gotten more space in my life where I can do things other than just work and put money in the bank account and build a business, you know? Um, and so now that I have my mind kind of free and it's off, I'm really realizing like, dang, man. I've been under a lot of stress for two years straight, like every day, and I'm like getting hot, right? <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm like thinking about all this stuff. Yeah, about. Um, but yeah, I, I like that. I, I like everything that you're saying because yeah. you're, you're an entrepreneur mm-hmm. on the journey, and then you have all these different stages. And there are a bunch of things that you said that I can't even like go through all of it because I think they all like deserve their own podcast. But one thing you were like, it was important for you to do something to make sure you have money in the bank as you're as you're operating and all that. What's that space being like as an entrepreneur trying to ensure you live your life and, you know, build, not having kids? I do that, too. I mean, I find it strange when people say I do too much. I'm like, I don't have children or a significant other. So, like, I have time to do whatever I want all the time. I just don't have, like, I don't have the stresses, although that you you might have. Um, no. So there, there's a lot of things that, that just don't come with it. Anyway, so when it comes when you're in that space of like, all right, I have life to live, I have this business that I want to build, and I gotta make sure I make money so I can eat food, and then of course you want to entertain yourself, you do want to have fun, you want to hang out with your your peoples and all that, you gotta do all of these things. How are you handling all of that um, in that moment? Day by or in day. Those moments. Okay. <laughs> day Just by day. day by day. Um, there are weeks where I'm working 15 hour days, 
and there's there's nothing I can do about it. To me, I learned years before um, really blowing up with this business is there's no such thing as work-life balance. There is, how do I put this? It's prioritizing what's important in that moment. Mm -hmm. There's going to be times, I know when we start a family or if we do, that there are going to be times where I can't be there for my kids or for those moments that I want to because the business is going to meet my demand. And there's going to be times where I can't be there for my business and something's going to mm -hmm. suffer because I want to be there for my family. Um, and that goes for now, whether I want to go see my best friend on her 30th birthday. But if business calls, I have to nurture that. So it's one of those you just have to be okay that there are sacrifices to be made whether it's sacrifices to be made in your business or sacrifices to be made in your life. You just have to be okay with that decision at that moment. Love it. That is that, awesome. That's all it is yeah. and not be hard on yourself. Yeah. And that's still hard for me, even though I know that lesson, but it's, you just pick up every day and you do your best and realize that you're doing your best at that time. Yeah. I had to learn that the hard way because when my daughter turned I want to say she turned, it was her fifth birthday. I was in a network marketing business and a company and our like big conference was happening the weekend of her birthday. And I will never make that mistake again, but I chose to go to the conference. We celebrated her birthday. Everything was fine, but I missed that moment mm -hmm. and I learned the hard way that I will never do that again. So it's definitely helped me to realize what is important when it comes to that and, um, but I understand things do come up and, and everything, but sometimes you do have to learn the hard way to figure out what really is a priority yeah. for you. Um, and how do you set yeah. your priorities? Speaking mm. of. What do you mean? Today. So <clears throat> I guess like, yeah, things are day to day and it's like, I'm kind of thinking about this whole thing. So let's say for, for the rest of the year, for your business priorities, like what are the most important things you want to get done for your business? And then how do you um in like in the moment we like you're like right now we're talking about okay it's going to be a sacrifice you know but in the moment a whole bunch of feelings emotions and all that like people who are listening to you know who who really are going to be on this journey most of them are beginners which is i just i run into mostly beginner entrepreneurs and what you're saying is perfect for them mm -hmm. as opposed to the regular quotes that say oh just follow your passion you know you're going to go or you know it's going to work or it's, you know if you you'll love it if it's you know what you want to do but the reality is time is real mm -hmm. we have 24 hours a day how much are, are you what are you willing to sacrifice your sleep over here or your business or, or that and i feel like what you're saying is extremely practical and useful as opposed to some of those other things so I love that. So in general, I guess what I'm, I guess I can't really, what, my question kind of doesn't make sense. I can't ask it. I think I know what you're trying to ask. And the best way to answer is I just recently got diagnosed with ADHD, which like opened my yes. mind mm -hmm. to understanding how I've been operating. And I'm really shocked at how much I've accomplished <laughs> with not knowing that. But what I have done and what has been helpful for me is um, I love the book, The One Thing, and have mm -hmm. recommended to people and bought the book. And even though I have ADHD and multiple passions, what I like to do is what is my main outcome that I want for the year? Mm. And I reverse engineer that by quarter, and then I reverse engineer that by month, and I reverse engineer that by month. What do I need to accomplish now to meet my monthly goal to meet my quarterly goal in order to meet my annual goal and I think what I really want to hammer in is you're gonna have to be flexible it doesn't mean you have to do that right now mm -hmm. so when I look at my week and it's like okay what do I have to get done this week in order to meet my goal by the end of the month and that's it and when there's decisions popping up in the middle because I could have squirrel brain be like, ooh, shiny object, that's a great idea. Oh, that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. um, we mm -hmm. joke amongst my friends and my husband that I have a million, million dollar ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so what I do to ground myself in that is ask myself as like, is this important? And is this going to move me um, towards accomplishing the monthly goal that's gonna accomplish yeah. the annual goal? Is, yeah. that, is that really important right now? So it's more about, to, to answer about what to prioritize, everything is going to seem important and everything is important. But to maximize your time, what are the big things that you need to get done? Because honestly, 20% of what you do is gonna give you 80% of the results. So I say work smarter, not harder. Mm -hmm. 
That's why right now I am planning on, I don't know how I'm going to find the funding and the money, but I know in my brain that I need to hire a sales and catering coordinators to start taking over the leads that we have, take that off my plate, and actually go out networking and bring in business. That position is going to end up paying for itself. Mm. Yes. So my current goal is, yes, I have all these things right now. i got to manage all these orders and call all these leads back, which I will do. But I need to like focus on getting that job description. What does that job look like in my mind? And who do I need to get into that position? And I'm not going to hire until I find the right person. So if it takes me two or three months to find the right candidate, then I'm going to do it. But I know that's going to help me accelerate my business because that gives me more time to work on what's important in the business to get to that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, that <laughs> might sound long and like <laughs> long-winded, no, but... That was perfect. Completely understand it because when Sarah was here, we had a conversation afterwards and it's sort of th that same deal where mm -hmm. there's a, people are in different spaces when you're in different levels of things and the majority... I don't want to like, dispar like disparage anyone. Just in general, um, these people speak differently when they're doing things than when they're thinking about it or reading about it or even just, you know, wanting to help other people with what they're doing, right? It's different. And when, especially for business owners, we have to constantly meet people every, almost every day I'm meeting oh. someone new, right? Um, every week, it's, it's a, maybe a dozen people. Um, nurturing those relationships now after week, after week, after week, after a month, I have 32 new people who are in my wherever, right, who I have to get back to. And I have that same thought process in your head where it's like, okay, this is very important. It needs to get done because this person was very excited when we met and they definitely want to meet with me. Oh, Harry, a real example. So there's this lady who um, walked in here. She sells soaps out of here. She sells goat, not goat, donkey milk soap. It is the most fragrant soap. You're going to smell it because it's amazing. Mm -hmm. it's, it's so amazing, right? She said, so she comes in. Margie says, oh, Jermaine's a consultant. Go talk to him. He can help you with your stuff because she's just like us, like all over the place, a million ideas and just doing it, right? Just hitting the ground. And so she comes over and we're sitting down and it's just like talking with Sarah where it's a lot of things that are all over the place and they're trying to communicate it and all this information is coming out. But because I've listened to it, well, you know this, you yeah. just do it over and over again. You just sit and you organize and they're expressing how they know that it probably sounds crazy and it doesn't it's like actually it doesn't it's completely normal because you're filling your head with so much new information all the time but you don't have a system to organize or categorize yeah. it because when you wake up you got to do the thing that's most important which is all right i gotta call this person oh, i gotta make this thing now okay now i gotta do this while all these things are so um i love this just having this conversation so you saying like, oh, that's kind of long-winded or whatever, completely normal for people who are doing it and like you really want to, and this is what I realized like in talking to people, like right now this is long-winded, <laughs> but trying to cut down what I say because in my mind, I want you to understand what I'm saying. I don't yeah. just want to tell you. Yeah. So that's what I think is like something that's happening with us who have ideas. Like we don't just want to just say, hey, this is what I'm doing. It's like, I don't know why I did and who I met and this person that I talked to and I was here and there and you should do this too. And by the way, this is this cool like technology that I use, this app and blah, 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 blah. That's how our minds are. And it's just a, I think mindfulness practice is, is one thing yeah. to describe your, your baking. A mindfulness practice allows for in the moment when your mind is chaotic to just step away from your own thoughts and realize your thoughts aren't you and going, look, man, you don't really have to stress because... Listen, most likely you're not getting 90% of them done anyway. Like you're going to, 24 hours are going to go. There's going to be a whole bunch of stuff you're not going to get done just like everything for the last four years. So this, why are you stressing, right? So it's like a couple seconds. I'm like pushing all the, all this like noise up in my head. I'm like a very visual brain guy. So I'm just looking at all the noise and I'm like, I take a deep breath and I just pull something out. And it's like, you know, what's your priority? Okay. I always start with them pairing on partners because, um, and this is something pretty cool. So an advisor once told me, I went to him and I was showing, it's like, Two and a half years ago, I was doing lots of things and I was showing all the things that I was doing. So I put Jermaine Miller and I had 12 things that I was doing, organization that I was working with, ways that I was making money and then my business, the podcast, a bunch of different things. And so he goes, well, what you have here is, and I explained everything, what it was and, and why I was doing it. He goes, you have Jermaine in the middle pushing all this energy out. What you need to do is put your company in the middle. At the time, it was Vitalite Media. Put your company at the middle and figure out how everything is feeding your company because that's what you're working on. Like That's yeah. the thing you're supposed to be doing. So that mindset shift was awesome. I sat down, put my, uh, that in the middle. Now it's in Paragon Partners. That's right in the middle. And everything that I do, 3Co is a networking community. 
that's meant as a marketing outlet for Imperion partners, but at the same time, we're providing a service to people who might not be members, right, yeah. in there. The podcast, Coffee with Three Co, is meant for us to meet amazing people, for mm-hmm. us to talk um, to the, to take this information and put it out into the world and share the stories of people here in Southern Arizona with other people in, in Southern Arizona, because this is talking to anyone in the entrepreneur community knows that the number one issue is marketing. It's yeah. not that there aren't a bunch of diverse people. There aren't a bunch of diverse finance um, sources. It's not that it doesn't exist. Is that a lot of the institutions are working with other institutions and they all kind of work with each other. And it's like the, I, I don't know, I guess I have just the uh, the will to be like, I'm going to walk into the door and I'm going to be like, hey, I'm Jermaine. I'm going to do this. And this is my business, right? And the average person doesn't have that because like, eh, I don't know if I'm really a business. And so, of course, I feel that inside, but I know that expressing myself as a confident business owner will allow me into rooms that going i'm not sure what i'm doing and you know i want to so hopefully you guys will accept me and that kind of attitude puts people off so this podcast is a way to pull people up and say look tina me kelsey we're just regular human beings who just wake up and just do this like this is just our monday somebody has something else on a monday but at the same time there are multiple layers. There's joy layers. Of course, this is fun. It fills us. I'm gonna learn about things that I'm gonna tools that I'm gonna go take, right? You're gonna learn about tools that you go take. They get to learn about you. You know, you get to promote. Like all these different things happen in this one 60 minute span. And it takes years to understand how to take all that stuff and cram it into a once a week podcast that can we can run consistently at a place, market how we're doing it. And so everybody who and this this happened with um, I'm about to wrap up. <laughs> um, me and Andres were um, running the podcast after our eighth or ninth episode the main thing we both started getting with is like this level of admiration so just when you're out there people admire you right? people just admire people doing things so now we're not just out there but we have a podcast that hundreds of people are watching every week so there's all of this like these messages and comments and people want to call and talk and there's they're treating us like these like like oh my god it's so amazing if i had your energy if i were as smart as you if i had the ability to communicate like you i'd hear these things and i'm like this is so annoying to hear because like i have to work extremely hard to be able to communicate i totally (laughs) can relate to that because i don't feel like i'm anything special but i've been told i'm so inspirational and all these things i'm like dude i'm just learning and i'm trying to do it and Mm -hmm. i'm just sharing my experience my journey learning and doing it so but this is a beautiful outlet for everyone because I know in entrepreneurship, no one talks about how lonely it is. Mm-hmm. You may have family members and friends and colleagues that support you, but they don't get it. So this, people sharing their stories and their struggles and the lessons that they learn, hopefully will help other entrepreneurs who say, oh, I can't do that. Or I, no, you can. Precisely. You can. You're just, you're just not allowing yourself to have the mindset that you're able to. Mm-hmm. Right. It's yeah. your own mental limitation right. you put on yourself. Right. And it's like, I have nothing. I'm not special. Like, I just, yeah. this is true. I, I think I took a picture the other day. We had like that upside down to hold this on top of a box. I was <laughs> yeah. like, this is what a podcast you're is. Making but what it you happen. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, you just got to make it happen. And yes. it is the mindset of, yes, you see problems, but there's always going to be problems. That is life. That is business. But you have to have the mindset of, okay, how do I fix it? Mm-hmm. What are the solutions or, you know, yeah. what options do I have versus, oh, this happened. Great. Right. You know, yeah. and it's like, if you're going to have that attitude, this is going to be way too tough for you. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yes. 100%. <laughs> Um, I, this is another topic, like talking about failure, how we experience failure, what it really is, what does the word mean, having a world, like for example, people talk about the trophies, everyone receiving a trophy. I think participation trophies are acceptable. I just think the winner's trophy should be bigger. <laughs> like, if you participated, what do you, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll finish this thought now and hear your thoughts, because I see, <laughs> right? This is what I think about the participation thing. I think... There's a difference between someone who does something who doesn't does something that should be rewarded. Whether you fail or succeed, you made a decision to go off and do something. Good job. Here's a thing for you. So you and a hundred other people went off to do this thing. Ten people did it in a way that's considered winning. Whatever, whether it's a sport, whether it's a debate club, whatever it is, they did this thing and they won something. You're you've done something different than someone who just made the decision to be there. You've won something, so your trophy should be bigger because you did. I'm gonna say you did more, but you've accomplished. Your result is something different from what other people's results are. And someone who never decided to jump into the water at all, their results are gonna be different. Those are just different levels. 
So I think that participating is something that can be rewarded, but it's not not rewarded as much as actually winning at the same time. Winning should not be something that if you don't do, it affects whether or not you should continue going or not. That's your own vision, your own life. If you want to be a football player, you're just going to have to be Michael Jordan and get cut from the team and then go work harder because you suck. He didn't play football. If you want to be a uh, basketball player... (laughs) As well, (laughs) you want to be a basketball player, you know, you get cut from the team. No one thinks that you're good. And so you go work harder. And then when you, after years of work and sacrifice and all the, you know, rewards and accolades, it's like, wow, good job, Michael Jordan. He's the greatest in the world. He just, he just has this natural talent and his DNA. And it's like, no, he worked extremely hard. Mm -hmm. Therefore, his results were different, even though in his reality, no one was like, you should be a basketball player. I was like, you shouldn't be a basketball player. Actually, get off of the team and go do something else. And he actually was like, no, this is what I want to do. So there's, okay, so now I want to hear Kelsey before I'm I say my, my, my. So in my, are you speaking, like, what age are you talking? Like, I think, so that's another thing, age bias. I don't have, I personally don't have age bias okay. in general because I dislike adults way more than children. <laughs> So. <laughs> well, I, so for me, I am a mom. So it, that's my mind went directly to uh, my son is playing t-ball. Playing is the final <laughs> word. It was, it was a rough first game on Saturday, but that's okay. Um, so when they finish the season, and he's five, so when they finish the season, they all get participation um, trophies. Everybody gets one because they participated. Um, but and so I feel like at the age he's at, it's so important for them to realize that winning is not always the most important thing. At least they went out and tried their best and did it um, to the best of their ability. So that's how I feel about kids that are that age. But when they get older, and so I'm assuming the age that you're speaking about in general. Um, I'm going to say high school, 14 and older. Yeah, I think it just depends on to the way that the child is the person is raised, like my family, I had really bad asthma as a child. I couldn't play sports. So I did gymnastics and, and or not gymnastics. I gymnastics is a sport. No, yeah. I did that for like a week. That's besides the point. <laughs> Musical theater and choir is what I meant to say. So um, I feel like it's the way that you're raised, the way that your family perceives um, winning and things like that. Now, my husband's family was very competitive everybody played sports and if you did not win you did not do a good job so I think it just depends on how you're raised and obviously everyone's going to have a different viewpoint on how they were brought up so that's what I have to say about it I I don't really have a so trophies when you're young when you're old when you're older I feel like it like like I said it all just depends on how you're raised and how you're how winning is perceived how you perceive winning. Um, mm. For me, I honestly don't care about it, but then my husband would see it a totally different way. He would say he'd probably be the same way as you are. So it just depends on how you're raised. And I don't think it's, yes, it depends on how you're raised, but I don't want to put it all on the parents because well, there's just yeah. some kids out there. Oh, I know. Um, <laughs> actually, I'm not going to leave it to kids. There's just some adults out there. Uh, But my opinion is it's all about the energy in which you put in between. I do believe that if you won, whether it's a team activity or individual activity, and I'm saying activity doesn't necessarily have to be sports. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of non-sports where there's winning and losing, Mm -hmm. um, that you should get the trophy. Uh, Because think about it in the real world. You're going to be being for job interviews and jobs. You're not always going to get that job so that is a win or lose kind of Mm -hmm. situation and I think kids should be introduced to those situations and say yes you can still be doing your best Mm -hmm. but someone else might get it Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so just to understand the loss in that that but I don't know if I like it called participation trophies I like growth mindset so I think it's really more important in teaching children and especially adults now that as long as you're always trying and you're learning from the situation, mm. you will always get better next time. And you may not get better, be the best in that sport or that activity, but if you continue with that mindset, that skill is going to carry on in other aspects in your life. 
So you may not be very good at math. Maybe your brother or sister is way better at math. But as long as you try your hardest and you're always finding a way that works best for you to learn and be better in math, that's going to carry on something else. Because I think kids and a lot of adults need to learn that just because you get a participation report. I, I don't know. I don't like participation trophies because I've seen so many people act entitled. It's like, mm. why well, show up? Yeah. Why don't I get something? That's Yeah, that's a you good know, point. I want to see mm. engagement. I want you to try. It's not just showing up. Yeah, that's for good. me. So that's, you know, however way you want to take that and put that out there. But I'm more about growth mindset. And some people are going to be awarded winning trophies or whatever you want to call it in the situation. Some people are not. But it's all about being graceful when you lose and understanding, okay, why didn't I get it that time? What can I do next time to get it? Yeah, that's mm. good. That's good. Love it. I definitely had something to say. Oh, when you were talking about uh, the entitlement piece. Oh, yeah, I didn't want to go into it, but now I'm talking about it. <laughs> so... Yeah, so Margie, the reason I bruised her here, right? So I work out of here and almost every day. And I've seen her over the past like month and a half. She has children going to school, right? In the morning and the afternoon. Um, she has a husband, she has three children, uh, 12, two, two 14 year olds and a 12 year old. And um, she had one employee who was complaining that the order in which the syrups were was wrong. Like, that doesn't make any sense. That's like saying, like, the, the order of the dollars inside the cash register are wrong. It's like, no, it's just what she decided to make. And, like, this is what you're going to do. There's actually a grid. So I heard this complaint from him. So I'm listening. And so the next day I go to Margie and I go, I have a great idea, Margie. Joseph was saying this or whatever about your syrups. I think if you had, like, a grid. But as I was, like, in the mid saying it, she goes, yes, I know. And she, like, starts talking about how everything's here and I don't know why he keeps moving things and there's a grid right here that shows all and I was like oh wait there's a grid right there that shows exactly where everything is and he's been like working for like four months I was like and you're complaining about that and there's a grid that shows exactly where things are and he just moves things around okay so I saw that I was like okay that's an issue next she's hiring people for just general cleaning barista and you know do things and she just needs someone um for the morning so she calls up another friend and says hey I need help so that friend comes who also has another job so she comes here early opens up and then goes to her job, which is working with autistic children, and then goes home, right? So I'm seeing this and my major uh, uh, Margie hires someone else and the, the original dude got fired. So now Margie has to be there every morning. And then she has her other friend who now starts working tomorrow. So I'm seeing this all happen, seeing this all happen. Margie's main issue, the people who she's hired, who she hires complain about things that don't make sense to me, that don't, don't seem like problems, right? So for example, um, you're paying me minimum wage. Why am I sweeping the floor? Is an like thing that was said to her as a business owner. Like you're paying me the least that I can be paid, but you're asking me to do the least thing that I can do, which requires zero skill, zero knowledge at all, and you're getting paid minimum wage to sweep the floor. But you're complaining that you have to sweep the floor, right? So I think that type of behavior and attitude is one that comes from entitlement. Not just from um, an instant where you were in like one environment and you got participation trophies, but how you were raised, how your parents view yeah. it, how you see yourself, and then how people respond to you when you go out into the world like you are a boss and people treat you like such. That's the reality you experience, whether you are or not, right? And then if you go out into the world like you're uh, not really sure, that's how people treat you. So... So many people, I think because of the way that they're raised, go out into the world as if they are something that they are not. Mm -hmm. And there's one thing with playing the role until you make it. And there's the other thing with believing that you are the role. Therefore, there's nothing you have to do to become the thing you already are in. Oh, so, yeah. Ooh. Right? That's deep. That's so I walk in here and you're going to pay me what I want and I'm going to work when I want and I'm going to do what I want and then I'm going to leave yeah. and you're going to pay me weekly. I prefer that. And then you're, and it's like, that's not how reality works. And that's the problem. You So when I was teaching um, at City High, social entrepreneurship in class, one of the major issues with the kids in there is that they didn't, I, well, I was able to see now, of course, popping out and living life that the school reality home life family reality is not real life and it doesn't prepare you for real life no. you have to go outside of that to someone who's like no one likes you no one's going to help you actually people are mostly going to work for your destruction not even on purpose they're just going to do it because that's how the world is when you go out there you have to first recognize that everyone else is experiencing it so just be a nice person to other people they're having a bad day even when people are mean 
go, who knows what's really going on, what's really happened. So I'm not going to, I don't have to give you negative energy. I'm just going to move over here and let you just be over there. You know, it's fine. I don't have to berate you or go back and forth or anything like that. And that way of being is one that people don't have, right? When it's, no, 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 this is what I think. And you have to think it. You have to think it. And we're going to sit here and talk until you think it. And then you're going to talk back to me and I'm going to say, that's nice, but you didn't agree with me. So I'm just going to repeat what I said to you, you know, because they live in a reality in which when they, you know, hit mom, mom always gave them attention. And when they said, hey, I want blah, 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 they, mom went and got it. So when they're a manager of McDonald's and they're talking to people like garbage, they're confused why people are angry that you're talking to me like, like yeah. why are you talking to me like this? What are you talking about? Yeah. You need to calm down and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I'm not, I'm, I, don't under, I don't understand this this right here. And I don't understand that you don't understand that. Like, I really just want you to like, kind of bring it down a couple notches because I'm not sure why you're like this. But in general, people like are at some level and whatever that level is, they just carry it. 14, 15, 16, 18, 20, 22, into their job, it's sports, all, all that stuff. Yeah. It's just ages, yeah. trash people are trash. <laughs> I One of my biggest um, goals with raising my children, besides keeping them alive, yeah. of course that's number one, <laughs> is raising decent human beings that are kind and considerate and give back and help as much as they can. And I worked in a um, restaurant for a few years, and so I was able to witness – the most entitled children. And I knew, I said, I refuse to have my children act that way. So when we go out to restaurants, when we go out to places with other people, they know how to act. They know how to treat people like human beings and not like trash. And it just, if that nothing drives me up the wall more than to see entitled children. And trust me, my almost eight-year-old daughter has her days. But I am one of those parents. I don't. I don't deal with it. I don't put up with that. And she knows that. And um, and especially like the when you look at your child and you go you go get what they want. I'm like, you are how tall now? You can reach the fridge. Go get your own milk. Mom is busy. Uh, well, me being in the restaurant industry, I've seen it from all ages. Yeah, like even elders. Oh, and it's like I've always been taught to respect my elders. Yes. but I've can't mm. hide my face sometimes. Yeah. And so it's like, <laughs> I can't say anything to you because this is not good customer service. Yeah. And, but I can't hide my face. I'm like, no. are you really throwing yeah. a fit because you can't use your expired coupon? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't know. But I do want to add a disclaimer. I am not anti-participation trophies. And I don't want anyone out there thinking like, just because you give kids participation trophies, they're going to turn out entitled. I, right. I'm just saying that could add to oh, it yeah, if absolutely. you're not having yeah, like that parental absolutely. upbringing or just even adults in that mm-hmm. situation. Because think about how much time kids spend at school. So you got teachers who are influencing them and, yeah. you know, so... Yeah, I had to make sure that it's out there. <laughs> yes, yes. And I think, I mean, and that's important too, like when we're having conversations and kind of just talking from one side of a conversation, it's like, I recognize that I could be wrong in anything that I do. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, I like the other side of the argument to come and let's discuss it. Yeah. And guess what? We can agree to disagree. Yeah. Or absolutely. we can agree. Or we can just stop talking about it and talk about something else. Like yeah. there, that's the that's the way of being. That if you are, you're not crappy to other people because you you recognize that the coupons expired. So oh, okay, there's probably nothing you can do because it's expired. Is there something you can do? No. Oh, okay, I'm gonna walk away. That's it. Here, what, I mean, I'm not going to go through all these yeah, episodes, yeah, yeah. but the point <laughs> is, there are lots and lots of stories of there's no age range. But there's an attitude that exists of people who feel like they should get things they don't deserve. And I'm going to go with this story, and then we're going to move on to strategizing for profit. So. (laughs) What we're really here for. We're actually here to talk about. We're going to talk about it uh, in a second. So a comedian went on a show, and he's like, you know, he's so crazy how um, people, he goes, we need to go back to a time where people don't have all the things that they have because they don't realize what they have because they've always had it. So he goes, he goes onto a plane and he's sitting there and he didn't know that Wi-Fi existed on planes, right? <clears throat> so that plane class, the plane that he was on happened to be having it for the first time. So they're, they're excited. Hey, we got Wi-Fi for the first time, blah, blah, blah. You can open up your laptop do it. So he's like, oh my God, this is awesome. So he opens up and he worked for like 40 minutes. He's like, he was screaming YouTube. He was excited. And then they said, hey, sorry, you know, the Wi-Fi went down. We're not going to have it for the rest of the flight. You know, we apologize. So he goes to the guy next to him, goes, oh, this is such BS, right? And he goes wow, 
how quickly the world owes you something you just found out existed a few minutes ago. Yeah. Like, this didn't exist on this aircraft, and now it does, but now that it's broken, you need to have it, and you need to be angry that something that you wouldn't have had yesterday isn't here now. So that mindset is really what I'm fighting against because it's in all people, it's everywhere, and it's a characteristic. And when you're talking about the negative um, effects of a characteristic within a person, they feel like you're talking about them being whatever it is. So it's like, no, you're you. That's a characteristic of you. You probably have hundreds of thousands of characteristics that I absolutely love and three I don't like. And you happen to be displaying one you don't like right now. So I'm going to talk about that one that I that I um, dislike. And then on the flip side, when I'm hearing that from other people, I need to be like, you're absolutely right. I do talk too much. I am too loud or too low or too much. Or I do too much. Or I'm too everywhere. Or I, I use my hands or a lot. Or, or I use my hands a lot and, you know, and I should do that last. <laughs> whatever the case may be, network. You know, you need your network to, to help you out. Um... I'm, I'm lost at what I was saying, but <laughs> don't be entitled. There. The world is great. The world, the world is awesome. The world is trash. People are awesome. People are trash. There is no one thing. You're going to wake up in the day and you're going to choose to say that I'm going to get cut off in traffic and that's going to piss me off before you even start driving and now you're mad, right? You're going to walk up and say, it doesn't matter if someone cuts me off in traffic or not. If, if nothing happens, I'm going to have a good day and I'm going to smile. If I see someone, I'm going to smile at them and... Like this way, of, it's also very exhausting and tiring to be that way. Very exhausting mm -hmm. when, once again, we're continually meeting people all the time. And generally people are negative. Generally people are just like this, like goo of, which I really don't like touching people because a lot of times I like get this like ness on me. I don't know what it is, but I just feel like there's like a, something on me that I have to like get off. I'm yeah. empathic. And so I pick up other people's energies. And so I don't think that's like the easiest way to say it's just you just when you walk into a room you can feel people's energy yes, so yes um and you're just like it's like a residue it just sticks to me so it's just finding a way to like mm. block that has been a journey for me and something to learn um i've always handled things well <laughs> but i've been a lot better what's at least like what one tool that you've used or like a technique that someone can use in the moment to kind of I guess deal with our emotions when they're when they're running out of control. Um, for me, I don't always remember this, but I always like to ask myself, "It's like, okay, is this about you, or are you just reacting because you're making it personal?" Like we react negative negatively to things, um, and I've learned that it's because we take it personal. Like the guy who was like, what do you mean? This is BS. We don't have Wi-Fi now. He took it personal in that moment. Mm -hmm. Like that was something that was taken away from him. And so I I have taken it into, I cannot control other people's attitude or reactions. And I don't always remember in the moment that maybe that person was having a bad day. So I have to remind myself, it's like, okay, why are you angry in this moment? Why is this triggering mm -hmm. you? And kind of step back. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, you can either choose to react to this or walk away. And most of the time I walk away. Yeah. One thing I like to do is uh, bring it back to being a mom. My kids love their sweet souls. But sometimes I will have to stop it to prevent mom dragon from latching out because mm -hmm. she's not nice. Um, <laughs> I will have to stop and just close my eyes and just count to five and take a deep breath mm -hmm. and just decide if it's something I can let go or something that I have to talk to them about. Most of the time it's, it's not, it's, I pick my battles yeah. and it's not, I deal with uh, extreme anxiety. And um, so it does better for me if I just try to let it go. If it's a mess, I, it's, I can clean it up, you know, it's not something that needs to take all of my energy. And so that's something that helps is just taking a breath, counting to five, and then assessing the situation. <laughs> and the second thing I do, because that person may not always be aware of the energy they're giving. So what, and it may not be a situation where I can like escape to or walk away, right? Um, what I found that's been really, really helpful is saying, hey, I don't know if I'm feeling this way because I haven't got a lot of sleep. But this is how you're coming off to me, mm. and this is how I'm taking it. That's good. 
And so I make it about me and my reaction. And they can either say, well, I got mad because this and I thought you were doing this. And you realize they might be reacting to your energy. And you're like, oh, it's like, okay, well, maybe this is not a good time to talk about this. Let's table this where we can cool off and talk about it. Or maybe this is a subject we should never talk about. Um, Mm -hmm. But I found Mm -hmm. that it's been really helpful in the situations that I can't leave and say, hey, I'm not going to react well to this conversation. This is how you're coming off to me. And I'm going to own my my feelings in this moment. And it's helped really diffuse a lot of situations. Mm. I don't know how that translates with customers. Like I've never really had that issue. But mm. um, <clears throat> if you find yourself in that situation, I find those two things have been really, really helpful. Okay. Very cool. Very that. cool. All right, strategizing for profit. Yes, um, I have a couple questions, <laughs> yeah. and we'll see what we can oh, squeeze into our okay. eight minutes that yes. we have left. But um, okay, so how often does your uh, business? Um, it, the question is, how often does your business assess its strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats in order to understand the current business climate? Um, officially, probably every month. Okay, but I am always looking at. Like, that's just how my brain works. Uh, every week with my processes, mm-hmm. I'm looking at, okay, what worked, what didn't work? Mm-hmm. How can I optimize this? If I want to take this idea to the next level, what's going to be a threat? What's going to be a weakness? Mm-hmm. Are we going to be profitable doing this? Or is this something that's a long-term thing? So I'm always constantly thinking that and always constantly assessing it. And questioning. I think one theme with you with everything that you've been saying is you question a lot. I think that's yeah. important. Um, I just think I have a strategy type brain. So I'm always thinking ahead and looking ahead at all the possible opportunities. And I may miss some, but in my brain, it's like, okay, what will work? What will not work? What are my challenges in Mm -hmm. getting to that point? So I'm always thinking about that. And it's important to question. Um, I think a lot of business owners, and this is just my perception and what I've seen in previous clients is we're so afraid to make decisions because we don't know what the outcome would be, Mm. right? And so I changed that into, okay, if I want to go down this trajectory, what are the obstacles? You know, what is standing in my way? Um, What can I do? What resources do I have right now? And that doesn't just include money and funding um, and skills, like what networks, connections that could help me. I'm always thinking ahead in a sense, and that actually helps me prioritize what to do making my day-to-day decisions and so yes question question everything and don't allow that to like paralyze you I like you know, that. analysis paralysis uh, yeah right. that's funny yeah that uh yes I deal with <laughs> yes i deal with that quite often right on. everybody yeah. does yeah. yeah i was gonna say same here uh today i was out there like i helped marjorie set up and i went sat down to work and i just sat there for like three minutes it's like all right, I got the podcast, but I have these other things. I'm supposed to do marketing and crap. I didn't yes. do this, and I'm a week late. Yep. I, I was just sitting there just thinking about all these things. Like, I have no, yeah. like you were saying, like having the recipe, like there's no recipe. I do have my, my business checklist that I go through, um, but after the checklist is done, everything is just whatever's the most important, you yeah. know? And so I'm just sitting there like, that, all right. I will thinking. walk into a room in our house, and I'm a very organized person, but I, uh, I'm a very messy person at the same exact time. So I'll walk into a room to clean it, and I will stand there and I will have to keep myself from crying because it's so overwhelming. And I won't be able to start because I'm paralyzed with all the things yeah, I yes, have to do. Yes. It's it's real. I have a very cool example that helped me with that that I, that I try to keep in my head. So um, a while back I was having someone with their yard and they, they had just cut down a tree and put the tree somewhere. And I was going to. Um, and it was a dead tree, so it was just all dried branches. So I'm going to break off all the branches, put them all into a pile, throw them in the trash, right? So that's all I was doing. And I was looking at it, and I sat there, and I was like, okay, where do I start? Mm-hmm. And I was like, it doesn't matter. What do you mean? The whole, everything has to go. So you already have to snap all the trees. It doesn't matter if you start here, go, go from there or there to this way. Um, you're going to be working for three hours, and this is what you're going to be doing, and all of it's going to be done. It doesn't matter if you start with the big thing, the small thing, or whatever. All that matters is that you are actively, right now in the yeah. present, doing something so are you snapping twigs no jermaine you're sitting here looking at them asking yourself when are you supposed to start so as i'm having this conversation i like walk over and i start snapping twigs and then before i know it i'm over the thought process is gone i'm thinking about other things i'm going and then it's over and i'm like that is how my life is like i wake up and there are a ton of things that i got to get done but there are things that will get done in the next 24 hours that 
we'll get done. I'm mm-hmm. absolutely going to do them. I don't have to stress about them. Okay. Doesn't matter mm-hmm. what order they get done in or whatever. I have to do it. Unless it's like marketing. It's like, oh, crap. Yeah. I should have done that two weeks ago. Okay. Now I'm going to take this and we're not going to mm-hmm. get a reward for participating. But what we'll do is learn how we do it better next week. All right. So we're going to make yeah. sure that we have our stuff ready today. Mm-hmm. We promote, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like, okay, yeah, there's a lot and it's overwhelming and in the moment. And it doesn't stop. That's one thing I do want to get out there, too. I mean, I just tried to get out there as well. Like, we're regular people. After years and years and years, you won't, you're profitable now, right? You're still overwhelmed at something. Things still, like, these things still happen. You still have to use the tools on a day-to-day basis. It doesn't go away. You just get better at handling the things that come. Yeah. yeah. And I do want to mention um, Matt Bernier uh, of Photo, uh, Photo Booth Memories. Flashbulb Memories photo booth. Um, a couple of years ago at a Christmas party, he came up to me and he's like, dude, guess what? I was like, what? He goes, I finally just made all the money I invested into the photo booth. And it was like yes. four years of working, right? And he's finally at every dollar after this is a profit. I was like, yeah. Ooh. So we had like a little mini celebration inside this party about him. And it's like those kind of little celebrations, we got to celebrate. We have to um, do those things. But when you're getting at all these different levels, like it's really lonely because it's like, who knows who can really celebrate if I don't know what he went through to do that. I have no idea how to do anything that he does. Super smart, super sharp. I, he inspires me all the time. But I sit there and I hear him say this. I have no clue what went into it or how he feels. But I know he's excited, therefore I'm excited too. And that's the kind of network that like we need. That's kind of really all we need as entrepreneurs to keep going. Just here's my little victory and I'm not the only one. Someone mm-hmm. else like is excited for my, I'm going to keep going. And that's why I love social media because the, the private messages and all the stuff that people get because they enjoy the content, because they enjoy what I'm saying, something inspired them. Back when I was running the main, I would just post running all the time. And so I'd get so many messages of people who were like, man, I've been watching you for six months and I started running for the last two months. I've been running every day and I love it. So thank you so much, people, blah, blah, blah. Like those type of things that inspire me. I run because I, I need to relieve my stress and I want to stay fit and live and have a great quality of life. At the same time, posting online is having people going, maybe I should do that too. I'm like, oh, hold on a second. I'm like that. I now do a bunch of things that other human beings do that I saw online. Friends, family, nobody who's special, just people who are doing something that made sense. All right, I want, I want to do that. Um, so, yeah, I don't know why I went through down that road. I just saying that. <laughs> we, um, yeah, we're definitely going to change the episode, the name of the um, yeah. podcast. We might have to do a part two for <laughs> yeah. strategy for part, um, yes. profit if I can come back because I feel like that's a whole episode. On Absolutely. Itself. I agree. But what I want to add to it, um, is since we're kind of like talking about the lifestyle of entrepreneurship and like handling the hardships is I don't do it every night as I should, but what I like to do has helped ground me and all that overwhelm because especially when you're just starting your business in the first five years, it's, it's a lot, right? And there are days where you're like, I'm a failure. <laughs> well, I feel like that. I don't know if anybody else does. Yell it from the rooftops. I yell it from the rooftops. Yeah. What I like to do at the end of the day, um, and especially at the end of the week is pick three things that I learned from the day and then write down three things that are big or small wins every single day. And so that's kind of my way of sharing gratitude because it's so easy to like be doing all this work and then you're not where you want to be, but you don't celebrate or see how far you've come, like all the little tiny steps you got there. So celebrating those moments every night or at least once a week will help you like, wow, I got a lot more done than I thought I did. And then reevaluating, what did you learn from that day? Do you over or underestimate the time it takes to do something? So can you adjust your yes. schedule next week? Mm-hmm. Just those little things. Or did you learn that you value more time with your kids during this time? So you're going to readjust your work schedule so you can have that mm-hmm. time with your kids. Mm-hmm. So think about those things. So it's a little bit easier to handle those really stressful times and you just work better. So I'm all about working smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. Right on. And I actually saw um, Kelsey's schedule the other day, maybe yesterday or two days ago, where you had like home day and you had like yep. work day and all that. Yep. Yeah, I, was, I was like, I got to put that on my calendar because yeah. everything's in my head right now. I just yeah. need to, just to remember. I'm not the best. I love planners. I love physical planners, but it's this is it's empty. Yeah. <laughs> I just like the idea of having <laughs> and then I'll use it. Uh, I'll use my uh, digital one, and I rarely ever, um, rarely ever. Um, we are saying that count the wins is great advice, which is true. So that's wonderful. But um, 
I, we should probably wrap up since we're almost yes. out of time. Yeah, I really like those two. I'm definitely gonna, yeah, I like absolutely. this whole podcast. It was amazing. Yeah. We're definitely going to do an actual yeah, strategy. So <laughs> final words from you. Where can we find you? Where are you on social media? What is your website? If people have questions for you, where can we find you? Yeah, so my personal brand that I really don't have a website for is Tina Wants Coffee on Instagram. Huh. Yeah, because, yeah, I'm always busy. I need coffee. <laughs> but if you want to follow the business, it's at Nosh Tucson on Instagram and Facebook. That's where we're at the most. And the business is at NoshTucson.com. Perfect. And then we asked last week, but what books are you reading right now? Right now for business, I'm or actually personal development is Essentialism. Okay. And I am re-reviewing Profit First. So if I can give mm. any entrepreneurs and new business owners three books mm. to read, mm-hmm. it is The One Thing, mm-hmm. um, Profit First, which we'll talk about in the Strategy for Profit episode, okay. and then um, Seller Be Sold. Seller Be Sold, Grant Cardone. Yes. Read that book. Um, Oh my Those gosh, my we have 20 books. seconds. We have 20 seconds. All right, thanks so much for joining us on Anchor. Thank you all for joining us. Tina, thank you so much for joining us. This is yes. an amazing conversation. I learned a lot and definitely taking this stuff to, uh, with me on my entrepreneurial journey. And I hope you all do too. Have a great uh, week, South Southern Arizona. Bye.